Thank you for joining us for this chapel message from the campus of Columbia International University in Columbia, South Carolina. Our mission at CIU is to educate people from a biblical worldview to impact the nations with the message of Christ. So this morning, I was thinking through what, what God wanted to share. And so the, the topic for today is strength for the journey. We all think about our, our lives. We, we didn't decide where we started off, right? We, we didn't, God had it all in his plan of, of where we would be, who our parents would be, where we would grow up, the, the interactions, even younger, our younger interactions. But as we, as we got older, we, we decided and we started making choices that impact our journey. Some of you may be sitting here and thinking, oh my goodness, strength for the journey. There's one more thing. I don't know if I have that strength. And, and I love that they sung Jesus Paid It All because at the beginning of it, it, it talks about where our strength comes from. And our strength comes from God. So, it, so it's amazing that, that all of that aligns up. But that's because our God is in control of it all. No matter what, he orchestrates our lives in this journey that we all have each significant, each different, but we're all going towards either life with him or life without him. So as, as we look at it, I, I, my mind went to Ruth, the book of Ruth, um, the first chapter, and it starts with, we're going to start with the sixth verse, and I'm going to read it into your hearing. If you have it, please turn to it. Uh, I'm coming from uh, the King James Version. So it says, the verse six says, then she arose with her daughters in law that she might return from the country of Moab. For she had heard in the country of Moab how the Lord, how that the Lord had visited his people in giving them bread. Wherefore she went forth out of the place where she was and her two daughters in law with her. And they went on the way to return unto the land of Judah. And Naomi said, unto her two daughters-in-law, go return each of you to your mother's house. The Lord deal kindly with you as you have dealt with the dead and with me. The Lord grant you that you may find rest, each of you, in the house of her husband. Then she kissed them and they lifted up their voice and they wept. And they said unto her, both daughters, said, surely we will return with thee unto thy people. And Naomi said, turn again, my daughters, why will you go with me? Are there yet any more sons in my womb or that there may be your husbands? Turn again, my daughters, go your way, for I am too old to have a husband. If I should say, I have hope, if I should have a husband also tonight, and should also bear sons, would ye tarry for them till they were grown? Would you stay for them from having husbands? Nay, my daughters, for it grieveth me much for your sakes that the hand of the Lord, and this is Naomi talking, the hand of the Lord is gone out against me. And they lifted up their voice and wept again. And Orpah kissed her mother-in-law, but Ruth clave unto her. And she said, Behold, thy sister-in-law is gone back unto her people and unto her gods. Return thou after thy sister-in-law. And Ruth said, Entreat me not to leave thee or to return from following after thee. 
for whither thou goest, I will go. And where thou lodgest, I will lodge. Thy people shall be my people, and thy God my God. Where thou diest, will I die, and there will I be buried. The Lord do so unto me, and more also, if aught but death part thee from me. When she saw that she was steadfastly minded to go with her, and this is Naomi, then she left speaking her. This story of Ruth, many of, many of you heard. Some of you haven't, and so, so I'll fill in a little bit of the background. Uh, Elimelech and Naomi, they were married. There, there was a famine in the land of Israel, and so they decided to go to the country of Moab. The country of Moab, they were distant cousins. If you read back in scripture, Lot um, um, had uh, relations with his, his daughter, um, and, and you can read about that. And, and as a result was uh, Moab. And so the Moabite people came about. And so they were relatives, but they were at odds with each other a lot. Um, in some instances, they um, they wanted to go through and um, through the Israelites wanted to go through Moab and Moab wasn't very hospitable. So there was a lot of confusion there. So if you think about the, this idea, they left the breadbasket, which is Israel. Israel is the breadbasket. That's a, another definition for it. And they went to a place, Moab, seeking bread. And so they went there and Mo, they were there, Elimelech, um, Naomi, and her two sons. Then their, her husband died and the two sons died. But before they died, they decided to marry Moabite women. And that's when we come into the story of um, Ruth and the story of Orpah. So when we pick up on the story, there's, there's Naomi and there's Orpah and there's Ruth left. And so the idea of strength for the journey. I want you to think about the strength that you need even in this journey of life that you have. And through these women, God is telling us you need the strength to leave, the strength to cleave, and the strength to receive. Say that with me, the strength to leave, the strength to cleave, and the strength to receive. So first of all, the strength to leave. Orpah. And if you've heard the stories, really a lot of people don't even know the name Orpah. We really concentrate on Ruth uh, because of the things that she did. And we'll get to her in a moment. But I think it's important that we concentrate on Orpah. Orpah was uh, a Moabitess, and she ended up marrying um, Naomi's son. She lived with them, the, the scripture says, at least 10 years, because it was 10 years before they went back into Israel. So she was around um, godly people. She heard scripture, all of those sorts of things. Now, when we look at Orpah, a lot of times we look at her and we don't think she has much strength because she did not stay as Ruth stayed. In fact, when we think about that strength that we need in, in our journey, we think of, of, of um, Orpah as the one who turned back. And somehow we look at that as a negative. When, when you think about 
what she had to face. She had been with her husband for 10 years. And back in that time, if you didn't have children, you were an outcast. So she didn't have children. She was already married to a foreigner in her land. And also, as you can see in scripture, it says that she picked up with Ruth to go. So it wasn't that she didn't want to go or she just wanted to stay with um, her family. But what's interesting here in, in, in the text about the strength to leave is, first off, the idea that she had to leave the familiar. She had been with this family for 10 years. She had been around the word of God. But even though she, she had been there, she decided to go back. When we think about our lives, we think about leaving the familiar. Some of you have, have been in certain situations, you haven't been in, in a Christian bubble, right? And you have to have the strength to leave what you've known, what you've grown up with. The, the friends who may not be Christ followers, you have to have that strength to be able to say, I am going to leave the familiar. That takes something. No matter what anybody says, it takes something to have that strength to leave those things behind. But again, that strength is not through you, but that strength is what God gives you to be able to, to make it happen. One of the reasons why it's hard for us to, to leave what's familiar, uh, to leave those things that may not be of God, is because we know that there's a, a situation where there's a judgment. We don't want to lose our friends. We don't want to lose those things that were, were good to us. When you look at Orpah, even in the Midrash, and that's a commentary that's associated with the Old Testament, that rabbis, and they, they wrote out commentary, even they compare Ruth to Orpah. None of us want that type of comparison. We want our lives to be happy and exciting and all of those sorts of things. And so sometimes we don't have the strength to leave because we don't want to, to be discounted. We want to be like Ruth and, and, and have all the fame and all of those sorts of things. But sometimes you need the strength to leave. So how did they compare? Even in the Midrash, they, they compared Ruth to Orpah. They said Ruth claved to, um, to God, and so Orpah, not so much. Even in the Midrash, they say some things about Orpah, and I think it has gotten into the mindset of many people. They say that she went around and she uh, was with, slept with many men, and even she ended up having Goliath. So when you think about that idea, when you compare anybody to somebody who we think is great, then you feel less than. But she had to have the strength to leave. And in the, in the verses, it says, in verse 15, it says, and she said, behold, thy sister is gone back unto her people and unto her gods. Uh, return thou after thy sister-in-law. And some people hold their head on that and say, oh, she, she wasn't a, Christ, a God follower anyway. She, she didn't know and she went back. But in reality, what we know about Naomi is at that time she was in total bitterness. She was bitter. She even said that the hand of the Lord has gone out against me. So we can't just take words from people to determine what our choices will be. 
If God is telling you to leave, then you leave. If you feel a tug that these people that are, are hanging around you may not be the best for you, then God is saying, I will give you the strength to leave. So maybe you need to leave your old life. Maybe you're, you're, you're here at CIU and you've signed the statement and maybe you, you, you are in the company of people who are Christ followers, but maybe you know deep down in your heart that you really don't have a relationship with Christ. Well, it takes strength, especially in this Christian bubble, to come to someone and say, hey, I'm here, but I don't know Christ. That takes strength. And I encourage you to do that. If you don't know him, when you think about this journey, again, that, that ultimate destination is either life eternally with him or life without him. You don't want to risk that, no matter what someone may say. You have to have the strength to leave, to leave that old thing behind and to go forward with him. Ruth tells us about the strength to, to cleave. And we, we think about her story. Um, she is an amazing woman of God because she turned away from, from her life there in Moab and she went with Naomi. One of the things to, to think about, about her decision and the strength she needed for that, she not only was um, barren, so she had that same guilt, that same burden that Orpah had. She, she hadn't gotten pregnant. She didn't have hope of a husband. She had no idea what would happen in this new land in, in Israel that happened to hate her people. She didn't know any of that, but she went beyond that risk and she took the strength that God gave her and she clave to Naomi. It is a risk. I believe, we believe, we know that in eternally we will be with him if we believe in him and we take him on as our Lord and our Savior. We know that. But we don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. We don't know what our choices to, to be with him is going to be. And anyone that tells you that just because you become a part of Christ, your, your, your life is going to be peaches and cream and, and everything is going to be great, they're lying to you. Yeah. That's not true. But the ultimate, the ultimate ending, the ultimate destination is a life with Christ eternally. Because we're all going to be around, either we're going to be in heaven or we're going to be in hell. And so it's important, it's so important that we use the strength that God gives us to cleave to the faith, to cleave to what he is providing to us. One of the other things that stick out about Ruth is that Naomi was her guide. She was her mentor, right? And, and, and we celebrate Naomi. She, she lost her husband. She lost her children. She went back. She went back home. But we also must recognize that at this time, she was really bitter. Think about it. There was a woman of God. If it's true that, that Orpah didn't know uh, Christ, she didn't know God at the time, she didn't know, what would a woman of God be doing telling someone, go on back, go back to your gods, if she knew that she didn't have God in her heart? She was bitter. 
She, she, was, she was hurt by the circumstances of life. And so even in that respect, she did something that's contrary to what God would have her to do. So think about it for us. Do you cleave to this faith that we, we celebrate and, and are excited about when we see people that we look up to fail? When we say they're not as perfect as we thought they were. When, when, we, when we see that, that their, li their life is not perfect. But you need to have the strength to cleave even when you see the humanity of others. Because the reality is, you're cleaving to your face. You're not cleaving, clinging to a person. You're not cleaving to a person. You're cleaving to the almighty God who is perfect, who has servants that are not so perfect at times. And so do you have the strength to cleave? In the midst of, of circumstances, when things don't go right, when, when you think you're coming back and you're in, to school and things are going going to be amazing and you come back to a surprise. Do you still have the faith to cleave to the word of God, to cleave to God knowing that he either did it or he allowed it? And so no matter what, no matter what, cleave unto God. Cleave unto him. Then we, we have Naomi. And remember I said it's the, the strength to leave, the strength to cleave, and the strength to receive. Now you have Naomi, she went out from her home, she went with her husband full. She had all of these things going for her. She, she meant to, you can read from the word that they went because of the famine, so it doesn't have an indication that they meant to go there to stay. But things happen in life, right? And so she was there at least over 10 years, more than that if you're, you're looking at the, at the scripture and, and, and reading between the lines. So she was there in a foreign place, and then she had to go back home. Imagine that. She left full. She left with all of these high hopes. And then she had to go back home with nothing. Nothing. And so you can imagine why she would be bitter. You can imagine that, that, that she didn't want to be around anybody, get away from me. I'm going to have to deal with this myself. How many times do we do that? When circumstances go crazy, we, we, I, don't, I don't need anybody. I can handle this myself. But we have to have the strength to receive. God is providing for us in so many different ways that we don't even know about. Now, when you look in the scripture, it says that in the, in the eighth verse, that was Naomi's first request. Go back, you know, I, I don't need you with me. They're, they're, I don't know how I'm going to take care of you, all of those sorts of things. They said, no, mother-in-law, I'm going to stay with you. They cried. They held on to her. And then in the 11th verse, it, it, it says that Naomi said again, turn again, daughters. Will you go with me? And came up with all kinds of reasons. I don't need you going with me. I don't need you going with me. Go back. And then even after Orpah left, a third time, she told Ruth, go back. Now, I think about it sometimes, and I laugh at myself. Sometimes, we are seeking help from God. We want God to help us. 
And God is coming to us with help, not in the way maybe we want or we think, but he's coming to us with help. You think of, think of the idea that they, they um, the story about the person in the, in the boat and the boat is, is losing and starting to sink because there's so much water. And then a person comes with a boat and says, get, get on, the, on board. And the person says, no, 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 I got it. And God is saying, here I am, I, I, here's my help. Here's, here's, your, here's your help. But, but no, you don't want, want that boat. Or somebody comes, comes by in, in, in some other speedboat and, and, and you're, you're looking and, and you're like, no, 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 I, I don't need the help, I, I'm okay. And Naomi turned it around so many times saying, I don't need your help. But Naomi was a widow who had no status. Even though she was going back, she had, she had left Israel. She had been in a foreign country with enemies for a long time and she was going back. God knew that she needed help. And there was Ruth right there, right there for her. So the strength to receive. She says in, in, in verse 13, it says that, it grieveth me much your sakes that the hand of the Lord is gone out against me. So she was thinking something she had done had caused God to turn against her. Have you ever felt like that? I know I have. But the reality is God is still looking out for you. God is always still providing for you because he loves you. And because of that, we have to have the strength to receive even when we're feeling like we're not worthy. Because in reality, we're never worthy. But God provides for us anyway. And we see that finally, in verse, um, verse 18, when she saw that she was steadfastly minded to go with her, then she stopped speaking. She shut up. She stopped talking about and, and disregarding the help that God had provided her. And so when we think about this idea of the strength to receive, it's not only to receive help and provision, but it's also to receive the grace of Jesus Christ. The fact that he said, no matter who you are or what you've done, I want you as part of my family. I want you to be with me eternally. So do you have the strength to receive that? Do you have the strength to receive his love in spite of the things that you may have done even yesterday? Do you have that strength? So we need the strength to leave, the strength to cleave, and the strength to receive. But we can't do it by ourselves. Our great God gives us that strength. We don't know how to do it. I don't understand all of the things that, that God wants me to do. I don't understand why this happens or that happens. It's not about your understanding. It's about you accepting that God is in control and that because he is in control, I will turn my life over to him no matter what, whether I understand it or not. And if you do that, then he will give you the strength to do those things in this journey that you need to do. Remember that God loves you. He loves you so much that, that, that he sent his son to die for you. And even if you don't feel that love, even if you feel like you're unlovable, even if you don't know, well, I hear all of these stories about God and, and I don't know if I actually believe it or not. I want you to this day, 
to say, God, even though I don't understand it all, even though I don't know it all, even though these people seem to be perfect and I'm not perfect, even in your situation, whatever that individual situation is, you will say, God, I accept who you are. You are God, even if I don't understand it all. And you turn your life over to him and he will give you the strength to be his throughout your journey. He will give you the strength to leave when you need to leave. He'll give you the strength to receive. He'll give you the strength to cleave and hang in there even when things are not going your way. Let's pray. Dear God, thank you so much for your word. Thank you so much that it's a living word. Thank you, dear God, that it can speak to us here today just like it spoke hundreds and hundreds of years ago. Lord, use your word and, and we pray, dear God, that you would transform the hearts and the minds of those that heard it. Let it soak in, dear God. Let them realize how much you love them. And if any of them don't have a relationship with you, give them the strength to reach out to someone who can tell them about your great love. We love you, God, and we glorify you. In the precious and holy name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. You're dismissed. We hope you found this message a blessing to your life. More Columbia International University Chapel messages are available at iTunes and at podcast.ciu.edu. Learn more about CIU's undergraduate, seminary, and graduate programs at our website, ciu.edu. Columbia International University educates people from a biblical worldview to impact the nations with the message of Christ. Thank you for the opportunity to minister to you today.